0: Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of M365 Voice. My name is Mike Madarani.
1: I'm Sarah Hazi.
2: And I'm Antonio Mayo.
0: Um, and today we uh, we've been talking off camera about Microsoft Lists and all the cool cool features about it and uh, all the announcements, all the changes we have. I'm like, we're like, what about talking about Microsoft Lists? What's our preferred or top ten for each one of us of uh, Microsoft Lists? What do we like about it the most? Uh, How do we use it? What are the cool things that have been released and what are other case scenarios? So uh, let's start. Are we doing it on Rowan, like we've done before? Sure. We certainly can. All right. Who wants to go first?
2: Why don't you start us off, Mike?
0: Um, OK. Well, something that's actually I've tried it just recently is the offline version of uh, of microsoft list so if you have your list app on your phone and you have your mobile app and you are on airplane mode and you want to update your list you go update your list and then once you go online it automatically syncs. Mm-hmm. it so that's really really cool because we all use microsoft list for a lot of things we manage mm-hmm. projects we manage Information we manage employee information, whatever that is. Sometimes you want to go and access that information, and you can do it on your mobile phone uh, in an airplane mode, and then you'll be able to access everything, and then you can be able to update it. And once you're you're uh,
1: online, it will automatically sync. That's I I like that too. That's a good
2: one. And and that works not only from the mobile app but also from the desktop app,
0: right? It should work from the desktop app as well. Yes.
1: Well, I have one. Um, One of the things that I really like about Microsoft Lists is that it surfaces your SharePoint lists. So if you've worked with SharePoint uh, for a little while or for a long time and you have SharePoint lists, if you go to Microsoft Lists from your app launcher within uh, Microsoft 365, it will show you your recently updated lists, regardless of what SharePoint Online site that those lists are a part of. So for me, I don't have to remember which SharePoint site the list belonged to. If it's been a recently edited list, I can just go straight to Microsoft Lists and be able to either favorite it um, or to be able to see my recently edited lists. So and I don't have to navigate to the SharePoint site and then navigate to site contents to find it. It's all right there in lists.
0: Yeah, that's for me. It's 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 awesome because when I we do demos and I go and create a list on the fly, and I don't remember in which SharePoint list I did it, so it's really really handy to have that. Yep.
2: And I think that that points to that this whole um, uh, list capability. It's just SharePoint lists under under the covers, right? Like the the data storage structure. The, the, the functionality of the list itself is just lists in SharePoint. And all these other things that we've seen, like the Lists app on your mobile, Lists app on your desktop, the Lists app in Teams, the Lists app in the waffle icon in, in Microsoft 365. It's just a better way to get at your lists. And, and there's a lot of other features that have come in too, like the offline mode and templates and so on. But it's all helping people to make more and better use of lists. I, I love that.
1: Is that one of your favorite things? about?
2: No, it? no, that is not. That's just a
1: bonus comment, <laughs> Yeah,
2: was, I was building on your favorites, Sarah.
1: Now you have to do one of that for your one of your favorite things about lists.
2: Okay, so one of my favorite things about lists is, and it is for both lists and libraries, <laughs> is the column formatting and the row formatting and um, the rules and the forms that you can build off of it, like the customizability of lists is phenomenal because we have taken lists for our customers and essentially turned a list into an application, right? Like you can take a list and we've we've built like a user onboarding application from a list and all of the data is coming in from a list. Or we've built a, um, a digital asset management system on a list that I was telling you guys about, where a digital asset management system, right, you might just think, oh, I'll just throw those, those, those digital assets or photos into a library. But a digital asset management system, you typically have multiple renditions of the same photo, right? You've got a thumbnail, you've got a composite, you've got a you know a, a printable image you've got a really large original image and you've got lots of metadata around them and searching and requesting them and all that and we built all that on top of a list because <laughs> there's a lot of files underneath it than just the one file um, and we can customize the look and the feel of columns and rows with column formatting and row formatting so again it doesn't look like a list necessarily it looks more like an application you can put buttons in there and images and colors and bar charts and all kinds of things so That is my favorite. But I'll throw one caveat out with it. You can't treat a list like a database. Because like we talked about, you've still got some of the limits behind the scenes around um, your view, how many items you can have in your view, of course, um, which is really a threshold. Um, And um, when you do have workflows built off of it, there are still limits on how many items you can query for or process in the list. So those are important to keep in mind. But that's my favorite yeah
1: to be like honest, oh uh to be honest I love the same thing because I've been using lists and back in the day SharePoint designer workflows since SharePoint 2007 I think um, to be able to build simple process automation solutions um, as long as you keep in mind that it's like I call it a simplistic it isn't a database but it's a simplistic transactional data source as long as you don't start to think about it, it in being too sophisticated in terms of how much data, how many rows you can store, because there are threshold limits from a SharePoint perspective. Um, And there are levels where you might just get so much complexity in a workflow, even in a Power Automate flow, that it can make the list, it can be too brittle because it isn't a full transactional relational database.
2: Exactly. I've gotten into trouble myself where I've tried to do is a long time ago, so I've learned from this, but string too many lists together through lookups and IDs. Again, trying to use it like a relational database. And now this is going back again a long time. Uh, so don't do that anymore. But yeah, you can't treat it like a relational database. So it's important to think of it in that context.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, from a formatted perspective, um, to add to the, the, the templates that you have in, in, in Microsoft list that you can start off with. You don't have to start from scratch. Uh, yeah. I would say 95% of my Microsoft list will start from a template. Even if I have to use 50% of the fields, that saved me 50% of the time and it has formatting already in it. So that's what really cool. you call you, you should go ahead and use it. But one of my favorite also is the ad mentor uh, so, in your comment, you can add mention someone. And uh, if you are using the Microsoft web, uh, sorry, the, the list web, uh, then the add mention goes into a notification email. So, okay, I can add mention you, and then you get an email. And if you are using it inside Teams, you get a Teams notification which is pretty cool that it knows where it's coming from so you don't get always the email. So you are on Teams all the time using it in Teams so you get a notification in Teams that someone's at mentioning you about a specific item. So that's pretty cool.
1: I like that too. one of my favorite things about microsoft lists are the templates that uh you can leverage because the templates are beautiful and they give you a really good perspective of the kinds of things that you can build into microsoft lists and how you can make them functional how you can build those i call them the pills or the capsule views where you can actually make um like a drop down set of values in a list column you can add color coding to them to make them really pop out visually But um, the templates that you have, when you go to create a new list, you can either create a list, a blank list from an Excel spreadsheet from another list, or you can use templates and you can use the Microsoft templates or templates from inside your organization. So just like Power Automate uh, gives you the ability to be able to build workflows from templates, you can build Microsoft lists from templates as well to give you a really good idea. It's a great starter course to get you started.
2: I'd say I like the new board view. The board view is kind of cool. It's very reminiscent of Planner. And Mm -hmm. we've had this discussion around Planner versus lists. And I do think they have different purposes. Um, I still like using Planner. And and I'm I'm finding I'm, I I think back to one of our past podcasts, I really had a love-hate relationship with Planner. (laughs) I, you know, really tried using it with our teams and our projects. And I've kind of, come to like it for light planning. I know where some of the limits are and the holes are, but I still like it for that purpose as opposed to lists. So any thoughts on that planner versus lists?
0: Uh, there's always pro- might be pros and cons to both. So planner has more capabilities than list and list offers more than planner. So that is, if you wanna compare them, I don't think we can compare them apples to apples. There's always those differences between both of them. Agreed. The only thing I like about this well, not. So one of the things I like about this is the ability that you can go and replicate that. Uh, Meaning that I come from, most of my work recently for the past couple of years are tenant to tenant migration. Migrating planner is really, really difficult. It's it's much better now, but you don't have to access the API, where basically in a a list, you can take a list and migrate it anywhere you want without any mm-hmm. issues. So you can move a list from one shape, one side to another. That's right. a, a easy, an easy way to do it. So uh, that's one of the things I love about, if you want to compare both, is you have a lot more flexibility moving data around with, with Microsoft List. It's
1: a good point. And I think I would call lists more of a, a rich data set uh, versus Planner are lightweight tasks that you would yep. work on with a small group or with a small team. Um, but Lists, and this is where it's that sweet spot between Planner isn't um, big enough to hold the diverse set of data that we have in a structured way with columns and drop down lists and then structured data fields. Yep. And I want Lists to hold that more structured, broader data set but I don't need a full relational database. And list kind of fits into that bucket for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, my chart.
1: Is it? Have we gone all the way around the circle again? I don't know.
2: I think so. Mine was the board view. There we go.
0: So I think you've touched on it a bit, is creating a rule in Microsoft list. Mm Think about the old way, or it's not old, we still still have it. If you want to create an alert on a a document library or a list, uh, think about it as an advanced way to create an alert. So you can create a rule um, that uses Power Automate, and you will be able to customize that rule to notify you on specific things. It does not have to notify you if an item has been added or changed, but you can say if a field has changed or something. If the field has changed from um, um, not started, for example, a, st- a status not started to in progress, I want to get notified, or it has been completed, I want to get notified, or if it's been changed by someone, I want to get notified. So it can be very granular and can customize your own alerts that way, which is really, really cool rather than just getting alerts for things you may not follow much.
1: I like that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, Me too.
1: I also love that lists you can store now in your OneDrive. So you don't just need to create lists to store on SharePoint sites, uh, SharePoint online sites, but you can actually store lists for your own private use directly in your OneDrive. Um, And then second part to that, you can actually grab a link to your list, And you can share that link via some of the common M365 sharing options, meaning that I could choose to share it with anyone with the link to the list can access the list, or only certain named individuals or only people with existing access can leverage the link. So some of those same things that we think about when we share files um, and um, as we share other elements within Microsoft 365 now applies to lists. It makes it Quicker, simpler, and easier to share, or easier to make more secure to store lists in your OneDrive.
2: That's a good one. I like it. I'm going to steal one of yours from our previous discussions, and that's uh, we now have the ability to edit rich text in uh, list, in in list head? items. List yeah, mm-hmm. which is great. We don't have that in plan, uh, and we talked about that. I think on a previous episode too. That would be nice to have that. So that is nice. You've got a lot more options for formatting uh, yeah. right, right within the text of a list.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and if you want to do that, make sure that the field, so you have multi, multi-line field, the lead field has to have the rich text option enabled. Uh, I've done that mistake multiple times. I just go and start editing. And I'm like, oh, that's not enabled. I have to go back and enable it, so you, it, it shows up. Great point. Um, this is not new to Microsoft list but it exists in other li- in, in any list even in the document library is the calendar view but it looks, puts it like it's like a milestone if you have some milestones in 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 your issue tracker list for example or mm-hmm. you have a due date uh, and you create a calendar view so you have like a milestone now it shows you it shows the milestones for you in that calendar view which is pretty cool as well uh, mm-hmm. Similar if you was to go back to to compare it to a planner, but it's very similar to a planner calendar
1: view. I like that. Um one of the things that I'm really excited about is that they're adding the lists icon to the SharePoint app bar. So the SharePoint app bar is, is of course that vertical tiny little narrow bar that runs down the left-hand side of your screen when you're viewing a SharePoint site in your browser. And so right now there are, um, I think four different icons. Anyway, they're adding lists as an extra icon on the SharePoint app bar, which means you'll be able to on one click on the SharePoint app bar, um, you'll be able to see um, the existing list that you have and create a new list right from the SharePoint app bar. And as of this recording, it isn't fully rolled out yet, um, but uh, it is, if you don't have it yet, it's gonna be coming soon. So make sure you look for that list icon in your SharePoint app bar.
2: Nice, I like that. Yeah, that one's awesome. Um, new other things, um, not necessarily that new, but perhaps some smaller things. Um, the ability to share a link from an item on a list—we now have that, uh, and I think that rolled out late last year. We didn't, we w- weren't able to do that the same way as we can with files, so that's a nice little addition. Um. Microsoft Lists is coming to Android as well. That, that was a nice announcement that we saw. Um, um, primary ones. I think I'm running out of out of uh, favorite things about Lists.
1: That that always happens because somebody has to get to the point where they're like, I don't have another one. Wait, wait, I don't have another one. How could I not have another one?
0: Um, well, we we've all used Lists for forever since 2007 mm-hmm. so we've 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 used them we've abused them with we've, we've created a lot of apps on them as well good or bad but uh they came a long way it's it's really yeah. cool that we can do so yeah. many things to it uh similar to what you used to do with the document libraries and other things in from a formatting from creating apps the integration with power automate and power apps that's uh it's really, really
1: cool, I like it. Yeah, and there's so many new capabilities now, but some of the same things I used to tell my business users uh, back in the day, um, gosh, it's it's hard to appear like we're, we're young uh, when we say that, but back in the day, I used to tell people, if you currently track your data via an Excel spreadsheet um, without all the complex formulas and functions, you could use, you could think about whether or not you can move that to a a list in SharePoint. Now, I think list has built out with enough capabilities that you may even be able to do the fancy formulas and functions, some of them anyway, that you could do in Excel. So I still think if you're tracking it, especially if it's something for you or for a small group, simple data tracking or even rich text data tracking, and you're doing it in Excel, um, you should look at lists.
0: Yeah, absolutely love this episode i had a lot of great ideas and new things Uh, thank you everyone hopefully you enjoyed watching our top i don't know we had 10 or 15 list items thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time
1: hi everybody